Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Warning. The following is another sode of the Charity Stripe Podcast. Brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. To those listening at home, on the road, or in the air, quick question for you. Do you believe? Believe, 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 believe. Okay, the room tone hath been received. Time for a little sound checky check check. Sha la 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 la. Yeah. Daniel Jones and me. Okay, sound sounds pretty good to me. Here we go. Three, two, one. We're back. We sitting here. I supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. Clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History final. Tie game. Gives it to Jenkins for the championship. He's going for the corner. He's got it. Bases loaded. Two out. back baby it's the charity stripe pitch your free throws because they freeze sold 148 coming hotter at you guys and sold 147 and i'm flanked on my left and on my right by offensive and defensive coordinators nikki snacks Kreider, and alex tossed me the rock to Sopolis. we are here in the studio usually we'll kick it off with fan questions i feel like we haven't done fan questions in a hot minute because we've had some great guests come on the show um and we do have some fan questions in the back pocket but there's been so much going on in the world of sports first month of baseball is done nba playoffs are in full swing and a lot of good matchups going on and happening we saw games won on the weekends right and then the NFL draft was this weekend, so you have to recap. This is going to be a recap episode, and plus, we just watched what was literally a movie on HBO of Game of Thrones episode three, and everyone literally had major throners. So, just a heads up at the end, there's going to be some spoilers. I if you haven't seen the episode, I don't know what you're doing at this point, but don't listen at when we say not to, okay? Because we're going to be talking Game of Thrones at the end, like we do on Sundays. We'll, we'll give a warning though. We won't just like jump in and just no, start no. ripping spoilers. No, that'd be that'd be so. I hate when people do that. People spoiling. First of all, before I get into the recaps, Lashawn McCoy tweeted. To, he's got like millions of followers, and he tweeted the ending of the Avengers Endgame, and people go, "Who cares?" Like, come on, dude. 
people are serious fans have been waiting for years have been like following the storyline have been super excited about that you can't be doing that I feel like it's one thing to tweet out the Game of Thrones like plot and like what's been going on because like people usually watch like the night it comes out mm-hmm. and it's kind of hard to stay away from spoilers and that but for Endgame it's like people might not see this for like a month it was a totally pathetic move on his part not cool not, not enough <coughs> seats in the theater to, to sit every single person in the United States that's yeah? so true it was Nobody a very weekend. it was a very shady move by Shady McCoy and I'll say that um, but to kick the recaps off, we'll go right into the draft because it is my favorite. It's like a holiday for me. I, I, I told someone at work that I needed to get covered, and I couldn't come in because I was celebrating a holiday on Thursday. And I didn't elaborate after that, so I think they think there was just some Jewish holiday going on. It was Passover, but, you know, like one of the ending nights. Um, so the draft recap, I'll just give you some five teams. I'm going to go every team, team by team, you know, because I don't want to be here forever. Um, but we'll go five teams I really liked. I'm going to go like four or five teams that I had some questions on. Bless you, Nick. He's sneezing over there in the corner the poor guy's got such bad allergies lately i don't know what it is um <laughs> so teams i liked i don't want to seem biased but i think this as a patriots fan this is one of my favorite drafts we've had and i texted my fellow patriots fans out there as soon as the draft was over i'm like as a patriots fan this is the best draft we've had in a hot minute love the Nikhil harry pick at the end of the first round. I thought that was a really fun. He's like my favorite receiver in the draft, and we nabbed him at the, fir- at the end of the first round. I thought we were going to take Debo Samuel, uh, a guy that you love, Nick, and you love him too, Toss. But Nikhil Harry, I couldn't have been happier. He's a big-body dude, you know, good hands, good route runner. He's going to fit He's gonna fit like a glove eight yards out, and he's not going to replace Gronkowski, but he's going to cause some mayhem in the middle of the field. And I thought that was a good pick by them. He's a true number one wide receiver, and that's something that the Patriots haven't had in a long time. Since Randy, I guess Edelman is, but also he kind of isn't. It's right. just like he's like a hybrid, honestly. He's like a good, he's gonna be the best slot guy. Um, so this is a really good fit. He's going to replace Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon was kicking in stride. I don't know if he'll be as good as Josh Gordon was. Well, Josh Gordon still might play. He, he there's a, he's just too up in the air. That's why they needed to get. Nikhil so you think Nikhil Harry's coming in and starting as the number one wideout? No, he'll be the number three behind Demarius Thomas and Julian Edelman. But he'll get some good reps early on, and it'll be a big red zone target for Brady. DMT is a, a good guy to learn from too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I thought Juwan Williams was a good pick. He's a long corner, all SEC player, six foot four. He'll guard some tight ends to start out of the gate. Winovich, a guy who was talked about going the first round, the DN of Michigan was a nice steal. Could be like Mike Rabel 2.0. And then get the Kajus kid out of West Virginia, a, a tackle that I like. You know, it's, he's not like he's not like an all pro left tackle. He could be, I don't know. But it's a good value pick in the third round to add some depth. Taking Damian Harris, I mean, loading, yeah. up, loading up that running back course. Because, like, look, Brett Burkhead gets hurt. You know, James White gets hurt. Michelle wasn't fully healthy last year. You need depth. I don't care how many guys you got. And Harris was a great value so pick in the third round. I'm guessing we're cutting Jeremy Hill, right? Yeah, I think he's done. And then Cowart. The Cowart was like a top, 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 you know, recruit. Got him in the fifth round. We transferred to Maryland. So I really like what they did there. What do you think about Jared Stidham? He's not the. He, I don't think he's going to be the guy, but I think he, he, we need we need a backup not named Brian Hoyer. You know, Brian Hoyer has like been a backup. Wow, well, he's been the backup since I was in high school, <clears throat> literally. And it's a good fit for Stidham because look at all of Brady's backups. Like Hoyer was a starter somewhere for a hot second. Matt Castle was a starter in Kansas City for for years. You know, it's a great place to at least learn from. Is he is he the heir apparent? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it, it, Belichick is going to get his guy in the next couple drafts. But I think Stidham's a good, really good backup, and I think he'll learn from Brady. It's a great fit for both these guys um, right now because Brady could have – listen, I don't think Brady's going down, but if he doesn't have to start week 17, we could bring this kid in and still win the game. 
So I like them. I love what the Redskins did, sitting pretty. I, we were hearing rumblings of them moving up to number three to get Haskins or Daniel Jones, um, but they sat pretty, took Haskins at 15, then moved back into the first round. I didn't know what they were. I thought they were moving in for Paris Campbell, but they go up and grab Montez Sweat, who for some reason, even though the heart problems were cleared, he was still on the board. I thought that was a fantastic pick. And then they get the, the Ohio State right receiver, receiver McLaurin in the third round. A guy I always thought was going in the second. That's a really good value pick right there. Loved what the Redskins did. I thought the Ravens got great value across the board. I think Dalen Max a good pick in the fifth round. Iman Marshall, the corner out of uh, you know, USC. He's not super twitchy. He's not super fast, but he's a long corner, big boy. He could hit some people. And you could stick him on some you know wide receiver twos. That's a good fourth-round pick right there. And then you got... Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, my favorite receiver in the draft. They snap, they nag, they, they kept moving back too, and they nabbed him. They could have taken him at twenty-two. They moved back. They take Jalen Ferguson, a guy who we thought could sneak into the first round in the third round. It's a lot of good value across the board for the Ravens and the Bills and Jags. Did you know they sat pretty? Ed Oliver could have been the first guy taken, talent-wise. Josh Allen could have been the first guy taken, talent-wise. Jags got him. Jags got Josh Allen at seven. Unbelievable value right there. Ed Oliver dropping a nine. Great value for the Bills. And then they Cody Ford, we had Cody Ford. I, I might stand by this. Cody Ford, we had a going in the rock draft. He was going at number 12 to the Packers. The Bills, they didn't have the trade-up to get him. They sat pretty. They took him in the second round. And the same thing, like people were mocking Jawan Taylor to the Jags at seven. That was like a big pick that people were fighting. You, 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 listen, Nick, and no shame to you. You, you thought that was happening. Yeah. You were arguing with me on that. And they nabbed Juwan Taylor I in mean, the second round. They don't have to move up to get him. It, it could have happened if, if Josh Allen was you know, off the board earlier than seven. You never know who they could have taken. That was a weirder fall to me than the DK Metcalf fall, the Juwan Taylor fall. I was pretty surprised by that. How Same many other – I mean, there were about four or five other linemen that were taken ahead of him. Granted, other people have, you know, they had guard, gal- exactly. guard depth or whatever, but but still, he yeah. was the number one tackle, tackle on the board. But then well, I mean, Titus Dill- Howard went ahead of him, and so did Andre Dillard. Dillard and, and Jonah Williams. And Jonah Williams, yeah, Jonah Williams is like a guard type, tackle type. Yeah, he, is tackle, but. I like, listen, I, I thought Jonah Williams was the best offensive line in the class, and he went first out of the offensive lineman. I thought that was fairly so to the Bengals, a good pick by them. Um, but the, the Texans and the Eagles passed them. I found that to be very interesting, but I think it's a. Very good pick for the Jags to get him in the second round. Um, and I, I, I like what the Cardinals did. I thought Byron Murphy should have been the first cornerback taken. They got him in the second round. Kyler, listen, is good. And they traded Rosen. Listen, I, you know what? They can't I, – I don't know what – I don't – if it was me, I would have taken Williams or Bosa, kept Rosen. But clearly, they, you know, Kingsbury, it's his system. He thinks Kyler's a better fit for his system. He's going with Kyler Murray. That's his guy. They traded Josh Rosen for Andy Isabella, who's no slouch. You know, would I have done that trade straight up? No, but it's a good deal for the Mar for the Dolphins. I'm saying Marlins. <laughs> it's a great deal for the Dolphins. And then Isabella is a good weapon to have, right? It's a good weapon to have for the Cardinals. I mean, they added th- three wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Akeem Butler's great. Yeah, that was a good pick. We have the fifth round. I don't know much about Keyshawn Johnson, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's good. He's good. He's good. He's a long guy. You know, it's he, these they add receivers, they add depth, they get weapons for Kyler Murray. Kingsbury likes to have a lot of receivers. He likes to air the ball out. And I think Isabella is a big play guy. That's a good pick for him and Murray. It's a good fit. Um, so that's the draft. The drafts I really enjoyed. Some questions I had. The Bucks had a great pick with Devin White at five, but after that, taking Sean Bunting ahead. Of Greedy Williams, that was a big question mark for me. Ahead of Jawan Williams, I, listen, he wasn't. He was like a, he was like the tenth or ninth best cornerback, you know, for a reason. He could listen, could he be great? You never know, really. 
But I thought that was a questionable pick right there. Bulls must really like him for his system. Um, the Giants had a really good draft. I felt, I think DeAndre Baker is, I would have taken Murphy ahead of him, but it's still not a, or, or Rocky Sin ahead of him, but it's still not a bad pick. I think the Colts did a good job, by the way, too, grabbing Rocky Sin and Paris Campbell without a first round pick. I think that's pretty phenomenal on the Colts' part. That being said, I think the Giants had a good draft. I just had the Daniel Jones thing to me. Could he be great? We keep, I keep saying this, sure, he could be. You really do not ever know. But Haskins was the more complete player. I don't know. I really felt he was the better quarterback. And if you really wanted him, I mean, I think we all kind of felt that like you can trade back and still get Daniel Jones. At least a couple of picks. I think the Dolphins liked him, which is why they hadn't pulled the trigger on the Rosen deal. That would be my guess. I'm not even talking about that far back, but even moving back three picks. It's tough. I think they might have thought about that, but I don't think any, because look who was drafted. Like the Bills got their guy at nine. The only way they could have really done it was the Steelers to go up and get Bush at six. That's a way they could have done it. But that that was too far of a jump for Pittsburgh, I think. And I don't know if, I think the Giants really like him and that was their guy. I just don't see it. You know, where are the numbers? Where listen, bro, the A it's not like the, the ACC is solid because of Clemson. It's it was a very weak ACC this year outside of Clemson. It really was, you know? And Trubisky played at UNC. UNC and Duke are the same level program in football. And you know what? He and in, in a harder ACC and he torched them. Daniel Jones, though, big body, big arm, no low completion percentage, not big touchdown numbers. More close, an average touchdown interception ratio. I mean, he's, he can move. He's tough to bring down. Sure, he can make the throws, but Haskins torched the Big Ten. And if it wasn't for Kyler Murray or Tua, he would have won the Heisman. He had a Heisman caliber season. This guy Haskins. He's setting Big Ten records across the board. Okay, he's hitting like four or five, six, sometimes eight different receivers in a game, and that's what you got to do in the end. Look at the NFL stat sheet. Breeze hits like eight, nine guys in a game. I don't know. I think that's a big questionable pick. I do like the Dexter Lawrence pick, but until we see how Daniel Jones picks out, I'm not going to give him a high grade on this one. The Raiders, again. Also, the Giants took uh, Darius Slayton out of Auburn wide receiver. He'll be matching up on week eight against the Lions. Darius Slay. Pretty interesting. <laughs> that is pretty interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know like Daniel Jones, he had the same quarterbacking coach, right? As Eli Cut Manning. Cliff, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people think that he's like the next Eli Manning, but then like people I think are forgetting that Eli Manning had he was sick in college. People are forgetting that Eli he's Manning a great is college quarterback. Going, people are forgetting that Eli Manning is going to the Hall of Fame. Eli Manning was picked ahead of Rivers and Roethlisberger, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and right and he's still rightfully so. That's crazy. He was the first quarterback taken in one of the best QB classes of all time. Uh, Eli Manning's a Hall of Fame quarterback. This guy, I don't know, he's a zero star recruit. We'll see. Um, Raiders. I think the Abram pick was the best pick they had in the first round. Jacob's got fresh legs. Um, I think Farrell was just a reach. I, I just can't. They, you know what? He's not as good of a pass rusher as Josh Allen is. And I just can't believe they passed up on Josh Allen for Cleveland Farrell. And I like Jacobs a lot. But looking at the way the draft fell, they could have grabbed Josh Allen. And then they could have grabbed Montez <clears throat> Sweat. And then they could have grabbed John Abram. And that defense would have gone from 13 sacks, which is pitiful last year, to a dangerous defense. And that's probably what I, what I would have done. Or they could have gotten Devin White. Uh, yeah. Gone White, then gone Sweat. I, it was just a really questionable move. I like Farrell, too. It's not like I don't like him as a player. You, I just think, talk about trading back, I think you could have gotten him 
They could have traded up from 24, and I think you could have gotten him while also getting one of those, like a Devin White. You could have gotten both your guys. I don't know. I thought it was a questionable move. And then the Texans and the Packers, it's not like I, I don't dislike who these guys drafted. It's just I have to question not getting any receiving help. Well, the Packers got Jay Sternberger. Yeah, he's end. a good tight end, you know. But I, wait, there's in a, such a deep receiving class, how are you passing on receivers? I, the Texans more so to me is a big blunder. You know, you got Hopkins, who and like Fuller can't stay healthy. You're gonna pretend like this guy can stay healthy for a season? No way. So I thought they should have gotten some some help at the receiver position. So those, those four or five teams, I wasn't super, super psyched about their drafts. I mean, I don't did. think receiver was a bigger need for the Texans as it was was for the. For the Packers, the Packers like needed to add a receiver, and they didn't. Nobody. Ah, questionable. Man. I mean, they. I mean, I'm sure they signed. I mean, I'll look up who they signed for their undrafted. Quite, yeah, free agents, it's but. just, it just you invest all this money in Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't have as much time left as people think because he's he himself has not been able to stay healthy. I just question not getting a receiver in any other at all, at all. You don't draft a single one. Kind of a weak move. On my they picked moment. up. Uh, Cubion Ento, receiver out of Colorado. Um, let's see. They picked up Matt Eaton, receiver out of Iowa State. Yeah. So I mean, they, I think it's just like they think that Rodgers can turn any receiver into a good receiver. And maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. But with the talent that we saw in, in this draft, I mean, yeah, you would have thought they good. would at least have tried to go after a guy. Yeah, get a guy in the third or the fourth. I don't know. Get like a Greg Jennings out of West Virginia in the fourth. Something. Get another Greg Jennings, you know, mm-hmm. literally on the team, which would have been kind of cool to watch. Very weak move. But that's our draft recap right there. We're going to playoff takeaways right now. Toss, if you want to kick us off with some playoff takeaways. Because Toss picked me up from the airport today. And then I didn't really much get a word in in our basketball conversation. You just kind of had diary of the Matthew. You had some thoughts. Yeah, I mean, about hoops, man. You're flowing, so I was, I was, I was flowing. I was flowing. Yeah. yeah. Well, we had two games today. Um, we mm-hmm. had the Celtics Bucks game one, and the Celtics took care of business. They won by they won handily. 20, yeah. 20 plus win right there. Yeah, and you know what? It's interesting because I was saying people were asking me who who was going to guard Giannis, and we were speculating a couple of days ago, Toss. And I, I think we know, threw out Jalen Brown. I thought Jalen Brown was going to guard him, and I don't know why we didn't think of Horford. Which makes complete sense because Giannis does most of his damage around the rim and in the paint, and mm-hmm. Horford is a defensive monster. He's very rangy around the paint, and he he absolutely bullied Giannis. Yeah, he really took him to church. Really took him to church. Um, there's an interesting tweet that Dan Feldman uh, put out, and it's that road teams to win Game One by 15 plus in the last decade have all gone to lose the series, and that's Indiana over Cleveland. In 2018, Houston over San Antonio 2017, and then the Clippers um, in 2014 and 2015. I think it's a big coincidence and just not facts and nonsense, but that's a pretty crazy stat, I got to say. I, I mean, Niners I, don't I, lie. I don't I, lie. They just, they, they, you said look, it's, this is a, it's a must-win game for the Bucks in game two. And, this, and they're not a team. Like, if the Warriors had to win a must-win game, I'd feel confident. Like, if the Warriors lost to the Rockets— Today, I'd still feel pretty confident in the Warriors. And I think that's fair to say. if Because game two becomes a must-win, I feel very confident that I'm winning a must-win in, in Oracle. I do not feel, with a, from what I saw, I do not feel confident in the Bucks winning game two. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not deep enough. Their depth is, is very much lacking. I yeah. mean, past so, Middleton, past 
Giannis and and Miritich. I mean, I was very underimpressed with Eric Bledsoe today. Malcolm Brogdon's obviously, you know, obviously suffering from killer, an injury. Killer, killer. The fact That's that he's it. out is really big. Um, but if they can the if they can come and get a win in game two and then get Brogdon back for game three, then I think we have a series here. Um, but otherwise, I mean, if they lose game two, with, then maybe they sneak one in in Boston. But, uh, with but Bledsoe at his best and Blopez at their best, that really helps. But Blopez is still not better than Horford. And then Bledsoe is still not better than Kyrie. He's not. And Lopez is, uh, he's like, he's so okay and comfortable with just shooting threes. And he's to, he needs to assert himself in the paint. I know they like want to stretch the floor out and, you know, allow Giannis to kind of be able to slash on the inside and get his opportunities at the rim. Mm-hmm. But Lopez has to be down there banging with Baines and Horford. He has to. He's got to out-rebound those guys. He's got to be down there big time. Yeah. You know? Or at least take away from them from a defensive attention standpoint. Middleton's got you got to open the floor for Middleton. They want to win. Middleton needs to be dropping twenty five a game. Twenty five. Yeah, I mean he had fifteen today and he shot really well and he almost had a triple double. But he, he needs you, to put up more, you need more points. points than that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need points. You got to score. In the, it's a tough team to score on the Celtics. They're really good defensively. Mm-hmm. So right now, I mean, it's looking like the Celtics are going to win. I think in like in five. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I was more nervous about the Raptors and the Sixers the other day. That Raptors team is just super dangerous. The Sixers have a personnel problem. It's become very clear to me. Mm-hmm. JJ Redick is good, too old, and you cannot be relying on him to score 25 a game. That's yeah, your fifth fact. best player should not be scoring 25 points a game. That Simmons, should never be happening. Simmons not having a jumper, quote-unquote, has gone from being a funny joke to an, an issue. The guy with the ball in his hands <clears throat> at all times, even like Kyle Lowry on the Raptors who brings the ball up, he is deadly from behind the arc. Yeah, even... Fred Van Vliet can knock down open threes. It's a consistently. It's a problem. Jimmy Butler is not the spot up shooter they that he they need him to be. Right, he just isn't. That's and Embiid is inconsistent. You know, he he has wow wow games where he puts up 45, 15, and, and three blocks, but he he has not been doing that every single game of the playoffs. Oh, you need and that and you listen. You need your superstar to come out and play. Say what you will. Harden didn't have a great game. Drop thirty five today still. Yeah, the 35 spot. You know, like KD, when he needs to come play, he comes to play. That seems to be right now, of all the four series, like the biggest lock that the Raptors are just going to easily take care of. They're the, I think, the, I'm, as a Celtics fan, I'm not super stoked to play them, if we have to, to be honest with you. I think Kawhi Leonard, you're telling me that if you could start a team right now, KD would be the guy. And I think it's a very fair choice. And I would probably second that. But I would, Kawhi Leonard would give him a run for my money. And I love Steph Curry, too. Um, no one changes the game like Steph. I think Steph's the most dangerous player in basketball. But Kawhi Leonard, what well, he he's so fundamentally sound. Yeah, he's a he's a fantastic defender. I mean he's I still I, I think right now he's the most versatile defender in the NBA. Oh for sure. And he's he's good he's so good with the ball in his hands. He's a very good finisher around the rim. And he he just every time I watch him play, he just gets wetter and wetter from downtown. It's unbelievable how much he he has grown not as you know, exponentially as Giannis has grown. But his growth as a player, from like when we first, when kind of first broke out in the NBA Finals to mm-hmm. now, is just unbelievable, man. And that team is so deep too. You cannot coach depth. I think the Raptors are going to wipe the floor at the 76ers. Seventy Sixers look take a long, hard look in the mirror, um, and it's going to be Raptors sees, which is going to be could be one of the best matchups of the playoffs. And then you think you have an interesting take on this Blazers Nuggets series? Yeah, I mean, I think that in basketball, streaks are very important, and that. I want to ride the high hand right now. I, I, I think the Blazers are going to absolutely take care of business. I think the Nuggets are an overrated two seed. I think that 
playoff basketball is so different than regular season basketball. It is so easy because so many defenders just throw it, throw in the towel so early in games, and they don't defend. That's why we see James Harden score as many points as he does. Then he plays a solid, solid, I mean, I think top five defense in the league with the Warriors, and they shut him down. He he shot, yeah, he scored 35 the points. The Jazz gave him trouble, too. They did, and they're also a fantastic defense. But, I mean, the Warriors held him to 32% shooting from the field today. Yeah. He scored 35 points, but if he's if he's thrown up 29 shots and he's only Eight. shooting 32%, then yeah. then I'm fine with him scoring 35 points. That was no bueno. That yeah. was no bueno. I, you know, and I, I think I think it's a little – you're giving them a bit of a raw deal, I got to say. I don't think the Nuggets were super overrated. I think they had a tough draw with the Spurs. Of all the home teams, that was the toughest away team to come in. You, that Spurs team is super dangerous. Aldridge is a Hall of Fame type level player. DeRozan's an all-star. And obviously Pop. I mean, I just need to say no more on Pop. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you love Pop more than I do. Yeah. So it's just, no, I think that you know we've we're looking at a Nuggets team who went seven games with the with the tough Spurs team, right? Tired, tired, tired. First round, coming into the second round with the Trailblazers team who took care of business against the Thunder. Yeah, and are the hottest team in basketball right now. You know what? We had the jet. We had the Jazz beating the Rockets and the Thunder beating the Blazers. I have more of an issue with our pick of the Thunder over the Blazers than I do the uh, the Jazz pick over the Rockets. The, they were close games. I, I except for the first one or two. I, for, except for the first one. Other than that, I kind of stand by it. I mean, they game four they should have won, and they were they had three steals and takeaways. Yeah, they're down one, and they're just chucking around at ridiculous alley oops, mm-hmm. which is complete fucking nonsense, by the way. Yeah. Um. So the Jazz should have had that one, at least that game. Um. But they're they're a team I enjoy. I they, you know what they're like I think. A crazy move for them, but the best move they could make as a franchise because I don't think they're gonna get any of these big free agents. But I would love to see the Jazz try to do a sign and trade with the Hornets, send Rubio to Charlotte, and try to pick up Kemba because that he's the scoring that they need. Donovan Mitchell's not there yet as a scorer, but he's no. there as a defender, no. and so is Gobert, and so is Inglis. I think if Kemba was there, that team can really catapult into yeah. actually being a dangerous team that could go deep in the playoffs. But the Nuggets team, it, they just don't have Damian Lillard. And McCollum is playing out of his mind. McCollum is doing what Chris Paul needs to be doing, help, taking over the game. And these are guys that, you know, McCollum and Lillard are guys that have gone to the second round of the NBA playoffs more than once. Yeah. And these Nuggets guys, Jokic hasn't been there. Jamal Murray hasn't been there. They're fantastic players, fantastic young players. Millsap has, but that's just one guy in the locker room. And he, he truth be told, has not stepped up like I want him to for that. No. No, not I like mean, Horford did for the Celtics. Absolutely today. not. He's 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 a bit of a shell of himself, or becoming so. Yeah, he's like their fourth option on he's, offense. He's winding down. Yeah. as a player. Um, so but, I, I like the Blazers in a not an easy series, but I like them in six. That's fair. I mean, and, and you know, we'll know a lot more after we see the first the first game tomorrow night. But um, and then the other game we had today was the Warriors Rockets game, which was a close game. The Warriors only won by four. Yeah. Um, but I think this was the one that the Rockets needed badly. This was a Warriors team that only had one night of one night of rest. They had a you know two bum ankles, one from Steph and one from Clay. Uh, Boogie obviously is not playing anymore; he's hurt. And we thought that the Rockets were going to absolutely come out and dominate on the glass. I thought that Capella was going to dominate. I thought that Nene was going to dominate. Fareed, man, Fareed, oh, yeah. And nowhere to be found. Draymond Green had his way with them. He's a beast, and this uh, this is what I was saying to you earlier is the issue with when you come when you boil it down with the Warriors when everyone's starting fives are on the court, all the teams that are left in the playoffs, most of the time, four of the five best players 
are on the Warriors if you combine both teams. They're very two guys. Like Draymond Green is the second best player on a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. On a lot of teams in the NBA. First on some. Oh, yeah, in the NBA, for sure. For sure. He's the best player on some teams in the NBA. And on the playoff teams, too. <clears throat> like Draymond Green is not the best player, second best player in the Celtics. And I don't think he's the second best player in the Raptors, but I think he's better than McCollum. I think he's better than Jamal Murray. And I think he's better than Chris Paul right now. Is that crazy? I don't think so. Is that is that a nonsense thing to say? I don't think so. I don't no. think so. So yeah, I mean, I think this Warriors team is just too they're dynamic. And man. and then I will come out and say my hottest take. I think. I mean, mate, you you really didn't think it was that hot of a take, but I think that the way that he's playing right now, the way that he is just a man on a mission. I think Kevin Durant has cemented himself in my mind as the number one player in the world. And surpassed LeBron James. I, yeah. I could agree with that. I mean, this guy's unstoppable. I, and we always have talked about how versatile of a scorer he was. But go watch the film. I mean, go watch the film of this last game. Go watch the film of the two previous games against the Clippers where they had Patrick Beverly against him, who's a fantastic defender. Obviously a little bit undersized on Kevin Durant. But Kevin Durant is amazing. He's amazing. And he can shoot over guys. He can take you off the dribble. He can get around a guy like Nene or a guy like Capella and finish at the rim. And once dunk on your face, shoot a three in your face. It like he does it all. Yeah, I I don't know why. And, know. and he is so he's so hyper focused right now. <clears throat> I don't know where my love for Steph Curry he is. I don't know where my love for Steph Curry has come from as of the last couple months. I ju- I think he is he to me is the scariest player in the league. But I will say Kevin Durant is is the best player in the league. He is followed by Kawhi. Yeah, and Kevin Durant. Yeah, you can. Everyone talks about how great of an offensive player he is. He is a monster on the defensive end. Yeah, he's super long. He's super coming fast. from the help side and blocking shots like nobody's business. He's in the passing lanes. He's pushing the tempo. And I mean, and if he doesn't have to take the shot, then Steph will drill the three right in their face too. And it's, I mean, Clay Thompson was almost nowhere to be found today. He, I think he only hit one or two threes, which is so unbelievable because normally he's putting up five threes a game. He and Steph. I'm 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 pretty much, and I think we're on the same page. I'm I'm curious to see how you feel about it, Nick. Is I'm pretty much rooting for the Warriors in this one to, to, to have their way with the Rockets and, and and get this over quickly, because at the end of the, when it get if it gets to Game Seven, Rockets Warriors, they're not. I know the Warriors are going to win that game, man. I, I I don't like. I know how this goes. I've seen it time and time again. Rockets Warriors. I'm I'm kind of over that matchup as good as it's going to be. I mean, it's, it's going to be good basketball. I'm, but I know how this is going to end. I'm just I'm over the. The Rockets, even in just watching them in game one, just like the groveling for foul calls on every single possession. Go out. I I saw some photos. Some of them are questionable. Look, refs miss calls. That happens, okay? But you have to you have to put your nose to the grindstone and continue to play no matter what is happening. Your your head coach cannot be yelling at the ref and getting a technical where it's a four point swing for the Warriors in the third quarter where they do the most damage of any NBA team ever in the third quarter. Statistically, oh, they're yeah, they were one of you, the best. But you can't, teams you can't ever seen put sport. Kevin Durant on the line for two free points because your coach is yelling at the refs. Idiot that is move. inexcusable. That's so dumb. That's like it, it defeats the purpose of what you're complaining about in the first place. One and two. The, speaking of the refs, is being a referee or like an umpire like the one of the worst jobs out there? It is one of the most thankless. I've never everyone been like heard go wow that guy refed a good game. It's either no no one says anything on it. Or it's like that guy fucking sucks. People hate the refs. People boo the refs. 
you know, get things thrown at them. Like, I would almost rather be a firefighter in New York City, which is a super dangerous job, than, like, an NBA referee. Cause like oh, there's I, glory in being a firefighter. Is that a hot take or is that like pretty pretty hot, un- hot take? That's pretty, pretty standard. Pretty agreeable. You yeah. kind of agree with me on that one. Yeah, I would want to be. I would rather be a cop in a dangerous area than be an NBA. Keeping the peace. Keeping the peace. Or I, 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 I would rather be in harm's way versus being like a referee where I'm just getting. I'd be, rather be, be in the the crypts I wouldn't the crypts of Winterfell I than, than I wouldn't be mind a referee. Being an NFL referee. Like they get love. People love Ed Hockley. That's one guy. I mean, what are the other guys? I mean People love the guy who missed the Saints call, people want to yeah, chop his if, balls if off. If you're an idiot him, like him, then I mean just don't make stupid calls like that. I I know myself. I'm yeah, but that's like an easy thing. I mean you, that that's a hard job. A, you, I, you, you know, know it's a really hard job. Do I think I would? I'd be an okay ref. Also, like MLB umpires, like don't have it that bad either, because now there's review and like you can't really blow calls unless you're like blowing strikes. God, I, as an MLB, those guys, they, those guys are low key pretty big. As an MLB umpire, I can't imagine like someone getting in my face and screaming like that. Like the dips bit, the chewed up sunflower seeds, fun, <clears throat> the debris is just it's very unsavory to me. It's very unappealing. I, I, I can't get behind that. I, th- I feel like MLB umpire is the. The best. I feel like you'd be a solid ump. Nick. Why do you think that? Because I feel like you may comp- be confident in your decisions. I feel like <laughs> if I was like an ump and like you I like said strike, strike, I was like said strike, and somebody like are you getting my face? Like, I, I don't know. Like, you'd I, you'd I, be I, like, damn, that curveball moved a lot. That looked like a strike. <laughs> I, would I would take too long. I cannot make the decision fast enough. Um, but I think it, I think I would love to see a Blazers Warriors series and see if Damian Lillard could get it done. I would, I, because I know James Harden is not going to get it done. And it's nothing against James Harden. I think his team's too good. I think they figured him out already. And we've seen this all happen before. We know how this plays out. I just think for some reason, you talk about mean streaks and you were telling me earlier, Damian Lillard is playing like a man possessed and he's one of the hottest players right now in the league. And if anybody's going to do it out of the Western Conference, I think it's going to be him. Now, I do think we're on a collision course to see Kawhi versus KD which would be very interesting. Yeah, to see. Th- that was our pick at the beginning of the playoffs. Still my pick right now. Um, for the championship, but I, I would be really excited to see a Steph Kyrie finals, um, and I would certainly be really excited to see a Steph Damian Lillard Western Conference finals because those guys, you know, talking about how Steph's changed the game for guards, Damian Lillard can do that stuff too. He can mm-hmm. hit, clearly, he can hit 35 footers, 37 footers, yeah. like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. Um, 8 for 12. And real, qu- yeah. Yeah, real quick, we, we spoke about the teams that are still left, but the teams that have been eliminated from the playoffs. I liked what I saw out of the Magic and the Nets. I think both those teams have a bright future. Good for the Nets. Everyone's like, tank, 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 draft, draft, draft. These guys have not had a draft pick, I feel like, or, a good, or their, their draft pick since like fucking Nam. They've been picking in the 20s, taking the Celtics picks. And good scouting. Good scouting. They've gotten all the right pieces there. It's, it's, what they've done is very impressive, the Nets. Their, their turnaround has been very impressive. I thought this was going to be one of the worst teams in the league for years. I thought my kids were going to be born and the Nets would not have made the playoffs, bro. I'm not planning to have kids in like 35. It's like a hot minute. It's like another 10 years. You know what I'm saying? And then the Magic, I hate on the Magic all the time. But you know what? A lot of guys stepped up. And they've. And I'm, I'm watching the Magic play and I go, you know what they're missing? And then I look and I go, oh my God. They're missing Markel Fultz, but like healthy Markel Fultz, like what Markel Fultz is supposed to be. If he was at full health and playing like he was supposed to be, that that Magic team's kind of dangerous. 
And that's a big what if. And I'm sitting here thinking, oh my God, the Sixers could have totally used a healthy Markel Fultz too. Maybe not now, but next year. What if this guy comes back healthy, laughs in everybody's face, puts it together? That would be one of the mo- most bonehead moves by the 76ers of all time after being so patient, trust the process, trust the process, to give up on a guy like that. After spending the first overall pick on him, to give up on him after a year. That's kind of similar with the D'Angelo Russell thing too. Uh, what are you thinking? And they got nothing. I think that's the bigger thing for me. Because I'm not sold on Markel Fultz becoming who he was supposed to be. But but what they got in return for that trade, that's that's discouraging like, to me. From uh, a very, dis- very, very, very pathetic. I, I mean, how did can... they not end up getting DJ Augustine in that trade? Because you know who they, oh. you know who would crush on their team right now? DJ Augustine. Totally need him. The baller. A guy that can distribute and hit open Bro, threes. Like Markel Fultz for Terrence Ross straight up would have been like, the move. Yeah. Totally the fucking move. Botch job on, on their part. Um, but then Magic, I think, could be nice. Clippers, I was pretty happy with. I mean, I love Doc Rivers as a coach. They've got some good young So much cap actually. space. So, so much, much cap, cap space, space and so many good yeah, young I think, players. I think they'll lock in the two seed next year. You think they're going to get Kawhi? Yeah, I think they'll get Kawhi. And I, think yeah, I think he's staying, staying I, think too, some, I think they'll get somebody. They'll figure it out. I think I think Rivers is a very attractive coach to play for. They have two max contracts to offer. So. Yeah, I think I think the Clippers are in very good shape. Um, I was happy with them. The Pacers are getting incomplete for me because um, no Victor Oladipo. McMillan coached a great regular season, but I knew they were get Such smacked. a boring team. <laughs> Super boring without Oladipo. Um, the Pistons, whoever was that eight seed, whether it was the Heat, it was the you know the, the Hornets or them, they were going to gonna get smacked. The, the Pistons are just like, just like a head-scratching organization. I feel so bad for Blake Griffin. He does not deserve to rot away there. Drummond did not take that step forward like we wanted him to. And they just their and draft they, picks have just been like, meh. And they still have Reggie Jackson. Always, yeah, bro. I'd rather you toss. I'd rather you be the starting point guard on the Pistons, honestly. At least you look swag in the uniform with like how long your hair is right now. Um, and then the my, my biggest like like the Spurs, the Spurs. My biggest and the Jazz, I I have hope for if they can get a shooter. The Thunder was just such a fucking letdown. And I watched the game, and when when Raymond Felton is is playing twenty five minutes a game, I go, what was I thinking? What was I thinking picking them over the Blazers when Raymond Felton's playing 20? Nothing to do with Russ, nothing to do with Paul George, even nothing to do with Steven Adams, honestly. He got bullied by Ennis Kanter. Raymond Felton is playing 25. What the hell is that? The meatball. That's what I call him. He looks like a chicken nugget, dude. <laughs> he looks like I open up a pack of McNuggies and boom, Raymond Felton. He's had a few McNuggets for sure. For sure, dude. For for sure. Fish. He's like a fish fillet the kind of guy, dude. You can't. He can't. Listen. I'm sure he's a nice guy. He cannot be playing 25 minutes in a playoff game. If you want to win the series, it's a fact, dude. They need to add somebody. Yeah, are, I mean, I don't, no, there's no depth. I don't there. know. I just for whatever reason, and people are saying it now, and and I don't know, and no one has really pinpointed what it what it exactly is. But for whatever reason, Russell Westbrook, and I've said it before, he will never. If he's the best player on the team, he will never take a team to a championship and win. Never. Ah, man, like, I don't... But they don't have anybody other than him and Paul Jordan. Their team is, like, not a complete team. They're Those very... three guys, each... If you match up Russell Westbrook with Damian Lillard, and you match up Paul George with CJ McCollum, and you match up Steven Adams with Ennis Cantor, they win. Why did they not win the series? Because there's, it's the same reason where we like the Celtics over the Bucks. It's the depth, dude. The Blazers low-key have some nice depth. Do they, though? Aminu's not bad. Harkless is solid. Zach Collins comes in the game and plays well. Those are guys that are also like of the same type of caliber players that 
you know, the bench guys and, and the other guys, other, the other starters on the Thunder dude, are. I would take all those dudes over Raymond Felton. Raymond, okay. But he's like their sixth or seventh man. No, like he is problem. not. Yes, he is, bro. He's no, like, he's but, not. Like, what do you mean? He's like getting six-man minutes. It's weak by, by them. Weak by them. Um, but yeah, those are our playoff takeaways. Next, we'll move on to baseball. Nikki, if you want to lead us in to the baseball, it's been an amazing month of baseball so far. Yeah, April's been sick. I mean, it started in March this year. It was, mm-hmm. like, started super early. Um, but I think the first takeaway is that like the aces for most teams have been slow to get out of the gates. Slouch city. I mean, we're looking at Scherzer's ERA, 4.12. Thank God I picked him in every fantasy baseball. Yeah, exactly. We're looking at Chris Sale's ERA. Are you ready? Six point three. He's on five, dude. At least, he's, dude, at least he's striking. I mean, guys the Red Sox. Out. That's like the only thing. Like, like savings grace is he's striking people out. I could like rest my hat on that at least. Jacob Degrom four point eight five. He's hurt though, and so Kluber is 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 and- tired. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Kluber's ERA is five point eight one. Well, the only people that have been impressive that we kind of knew were going Bauer. to. Bauer, Snell, and, and Verlander. Yeah, Verlander's fine. Verlander, he can pitch, bro. But some of the other, like, like Strasburg is kind of not Steven Strasburg anymore. The batch of Corbin signing looks great in the first month, by the way. Yeah. That looks like a good deal, honestly. I was like questioning that a little bit, but shame on me. Kershaw hasn't been bad. He's gonna be fine. He's yeah. gotta. He's, he's. But he's. We know he's coming back from injury. I think the a couple years back. I don't know if you remember this, Nick. The Indians threw Corey Kluber on the DL for like a month. He was so eff. I had him on one of my fantasy baseball teams, and he was so effing bad. Like I almost sent like a box of shit to his house. I was so pissed that I never really get like that with players. He was so bad. He was six ERA in the first month. They put him on the DL for a month. Comes back wins Cy Young. DeGrom could be tired. Scherzer could be tired. Chris Sales, I'm sure, is exhausted. He pitched in the whole playoffs. You know what? Throw these guys in the DL for two weeks. Have them miss three or four starts. Bring them back out. Nola's been disappointing. Yeah. That was the guy that I was really high on. I know. I was high on him, too. I, I was kind of... I mean, look. These guys can bounce back. Yeah, it's the first month. But Aces have been slow out of the gate. What else you got for me? Okay. The big dogs, Yelich and Bellinger, have been on a tear. I have never seen anything like what Bellinger... If the season ended today, as much as everyone's jerking off Christian Yelich, and he's been sick. Well, here's the thing. Okay, Yelich, okay, he's batting 350, 34 RBIs, 14 home runs, but he's only doing that at home. He hasn't hit a home run on the road yet. Bro, Bellinger has batting 420. Well, let me... We'll get to Bellinger. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, right now, like, Yelich, like, he's doing all this stuff at home. If you can't produce on both sides, you know, I mean, like... Yeah, he's putting up crazy numbers because he's hitting like almost 500 at home, but still, it's like, come on. Uh, but yeah, Bellinger, man, he's hitting 420, like you said, 13 home runs, 33 RBIs on like a, a great Dodger team, a really scary Dodger team. He, he hit his 14th home run today, I think. I'm pretty certain. I was on a plane. From I'm looking at baseball reference, says 13, so yeah. whatever. Um, I, Either way, either way. <laughs> 13, um, 14. It doesn't matter. It's a lot of health. Yeah. Well, regardless, the 420 is the crazy regardless, thing. Regardless, 14, 14 home runs is tied for the record for most home runs um, before May 1st, and that is tied with Alex Rodriguez and Albert Pujols. So. But the whole thing with Yelich is like like when Pujols steps up to the plate, I was like, God damn it. This, I, I am glad I am not pitching. A-Rod, super deep. These are big boys. Not like Yel- Yelich is a tall dude, and Bellinger's a oh, Bellinger's a big slim. Dude. It's his swing is so yeah, it's pretty. Nice, pretty. Bellinger's on base percentage is five. It's five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So half 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 of the half of his bad he's on base. That's crazy. That's he's really put it together. He's one of those guys. I didn't get him in any of my fantasy baseball leagues, and after the draft, I was like, oof. I think I might regret that. I saw him like he could go. He, people were pegging him to go off. I'm like, ah, you know, I can kind of see it. He's really put it together so far. We'll I, see. He, I mean, he look, had a bad second half when he, when he went off as a rookie. He didn't adjust well in the second half. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very surprised with I'm not surprised with with Yelich, but I'm very surprised with Bellinger because he's a guy that like I look to see strike out a lot, you know, and like have a you know maybe like a two sixty batting average, but man, he's He's hitting 420. He won't hit 420 all season. But he can, no, he, no, he, no, If he is 300, man, I, I'm with you. I'd be pretty surprised. Yeah, so the, it looks like it's a two-horse race right now for the MVP in the NL. I mean, not to mention also Marcelo Zuno is killing it for the, for the Cardinals. Yeah, just because Goldschmidt's there now. Yeah. Total up, talk about play protection. Yeah, so I guess we'll talk about a couple teams that are really scary. Uh, we'll start off in the AL, the Yankees. Frightening. And like you said, you were telling me earlier, they're doing this all without a team. Like, most of their teams injured. I saw them play the Giants, and I saw they had Cameron Mabin. Yeah, they just picked him up. <laughs> I mean, in right field. I mean, to the listeners at home, I, that, that name might not mean a lot to you. Come on. You know what I'm He's saying? He's been on, like, every team. Every team. Like, that guy was their starting right fielder. No Stanton, no Judge, no Anduar. You know, I saw Torres and Sanchez play. Yeah. You know, Voight's been a beast. Yeah, he's really stepped in. He stepped up big um, time. But they're 9-1 their last 10 games. Yeah. You know what? And no Severino, dude. Like this team, come on, man. And they could totally add a pitcher in the in in like the trade deadline. They could sign Keuchel like that. Yeah. Paxton's been good. Oh, that that trade looks amazing. Oh, amazing. He is a behemoth. He strikes guys out. Like Not him. a great batting practice hitter though. I saw a video of him whiffing. Yeah, he, MVP. Gonna, he strikes the guys out like a motherfucker, dude. Uh, Tanaka's good. He's like yeah. solid. CC's like an ageless wonder. I yeah. love watching him play. He's a super good player. He's awesome. But yeah, that, I think like this first month has really kind of put them in, in the fold right now for me. My pick was them to win the World Series, and like I could see that definitely happening when yeah. all the guys come back and are healthy. Um, the Ooh. NL team that, that is scary is the Cardinals. Yeah, I was trying to sell you on them at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I wasn't like super on board, but like their just lineup's seeing, really yeah. good, man. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Dijon is like Goldschmidt is that good. Yeah. It's like the same thing that J.D. Martinez did to the Red Sox lineup. When a guy comes in like that, and like you know, he just makes everyone around him better. Transforms, yeah. Transforms the lineup. When he's hitting in the two hole, yeah, Carpenter leading off, DeJong batting after that, well, and then Ozuna after Ozuna's that. Ozuna's sweet. Yeah, man. bro. If you've, there's three guys on two guys on base for Marcelo Ozuna. It's trouble. Yeah, and Colton Wong is a good serviceable guy. Yeah, he's good. He's fine. Martinez is not bad when he play whenever. Exactly. Molina's decent. You know, I mean, like, Molina's an ageless wonder too. You I know? like Flaherty too, the pitcher. Yeah, and their bullpen's been sweet. They have Hicks, Gant, Hicks, Miller. Is, Hicks. Man, that guy hit 105 miles per hour the other day. What the hell was that, bro? Okay, like there is something in that guy's arm that I do not have. That's what I'm trying. Like, to there's say. like That's an extra tendon. To to you, like there's like an extra tendon or like an extra muscle that just. Works a little bit different than mine. How are you going to tell me that guy's a human being and I'm also a human being? He throws the ball 105 miles an hour. I you c- probably couldn't throw a ball 55 miles an hour. No, I could. I could. 55. I, I don't. I don't think you could. I'm pretty like. I think you can max that at 55. No maybe. way, dude. I will. We'll test this. I can, I think I've hit 70 before. Okay, bro. We just played catch the other day out in the alley, and I was standing a good 15 feet away from a car, and you threw the ball and hit the car. Do I? I'm saying I'm not saying I'm gonna throw a strike every hey, time. Hey, he's wild and errant, but he can whip it. I can whip. Okay, it. Okay, wild thing. No, I actually, Nick, I would, I might be on your side here. Fifty-five, I think is. I think that's your max. 
I've hit. I'm telling you. Look, I've, I'm not I've, saying I'm throwing the ball fast either. I could probably max out 65. Yeah, I've, I'm telling you. Like when I was like younger though, when I was like actually playing baseball. Right, but your arm right strength has gone down considerably. Down for sure. Yeah, yeah. You're not it throwing is. all the time. Listen, you know. No, I would love. To, I would love to get this stripe out there and and uh, get a gun and and see what we throw. See Post we results, you know. I'm more of like a breaking ball pitcher at this point in my career, anyway. So. <laughs> Timmy Wakefield, yeah, okay. an Arnie Dickey type. <laughs> uh, but he, that was that yeah. Was when like when he's when he's, when he's saying breaking ball, he means he's throwing the ball at cars and breaking things. <laughs> okay, whatever. And then he, uh, <laughs> he he had a car alarm go off. You you the car alarm went off because of you. Because I tried to save the ball that you threw, and I, I who like, hit the car? You were you were the, who set the car alarm off? Your body or the? Ball? I don't know, because because I, I I hopped on the hood, and your ball plunked the top of the roof I that left a little dent. Plunked it. So <laughs> it did leave a small dent. I yeah, I did not want to deal with that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that the Cardinals are nasty. The Dodgers are really good. Your Padres aren't bad. I'll say that much. I um, told you so. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You were right. The Phillies are going to be really good once Noah puts it together. And once the Grom gets together, I think the Mets are good. I think the teams we picked, I mean, the Twins pick was a good call. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still on board with all the teams that we picked. It's, it's early, man. April, like, everyone could start hot. People could start slow. The Rays are, I'm not, I'm not, pitch, I'm not sold that the Mariners are for real yet. No, nah, because they can't pitch. Yeah. They can't pitch for shit. And the bats will slow down. Their lineup's good, but their bats will slow down. The Rays, on the other hand, how about the uh, pitch, bro. How about the Jurors over 500? Let's go. They'll even out, but they're solid. Yeah, I'm actually I'm pleasantly surprised with how they've been playing. It's lately. just like the Orioles, the Royals, and the Marlins, and like I think the Reds will pick it up because they're pitching well, and I think the bats will come together. But the Orioles, the Royals, the Marlins, and the Angels I'll throw in there, and who's the the Giants? Oh my God, those five teams <laughs> are just booty. Sweat. You know what sucks? Because I think they are. Booty I think Bochi like announced that he'll be retiring after this year. This is gonna be like the worst year they've ever had. Yeah, but you know what? The guy won three championships in yeah. five years. I think he's one of the only coaches to have like over a thousand wins with two teams. He's Padres yeah, and he's Giants. A, he's a complete stud. And they need to trade Bumgarner for a team the Brewers need have to. Trade the Yankees, man. Still no, but the Brewers but the Brewers like you're the Milwaukee Brewers and Yale just hitting this well and your lineup's this good and your starting pitching is so bad how you have to sign Keiko? I'm sorry, like because you know what, you have to sign Keiko. You have to go trade for Bumgarner. You have to do something, dude. It blows my mind that Keiko and Kimbrough are, are not signed, and we're a month into the season. It, is, it makes me uncomfortable. It's crazy. It makes me uncomfortable. It's like weird. I like hope that this doesn't happen ever again. This is just it's, it's, ba- it's bad it's, on dude, everybody's part. Ligma nuts. Ligma on, on both sides. Yeah, for for the agents, for Keiko and Kimbrough, and for the teams. Like, come on, someone step up. And be a man and just fucking assign these also, guys. Like, we want to see them play. $100 million for a reliever who's pitched in every postseason, you know, most postseasons in the last 10 years. You're, you're, I'm not paying you $100 million if you're a reliever. I'm sorry. I'll pay you $100 million if you're like Keiko. I'm not paying you $100 million. You, you want to sign young two years ago. You haven't been that good since. You're you're good players. You're so you know you've been there before. You got rings. You know how to. He's do older it. too. He's older. Yeah, you, they're asking for too much money. The agents are being too stubborn. I mean, the teams are like, fuck it. We'll just deal with it. You know. I think I think what's going to end up happening is he's going to sign a one year deal with somebody who's like in contention. Sucks for him. Yeah, that does suck for him. Yeah. After a baseball recap, someone sign those dudes. It's making me sick to my stomach. And. Spoiler alert, so if you're listening and you haven't watched Game of Thrones, stop listening. We actually love you for you guys. Yeah, see you later. Um, we have major throners right now. I mean, at the end of this episode, we some of us jumped up in the room and hugged and cheered. 
I'm trying to think of a way. I wish I wish we had a camera. Well, one, this was the longest episode ever, was, which is yeah. really cool. I, I it's like got, an hour and thirty six minutes or something like that. It was eighty two, like with like the after the throne stuff and the sneak peek. It was like hour and thirty six minutes. It's like a full length rom com. We watched the sneak. We watched everything. We watched like the, the after thing. We we, and we watched a forty minute into the episode, that after was, that too. which that are really that. awesome. I mean, you get an appreciation of how much work is put into these sets. Yeah, if you're long a fan, if you're a fan of the show, you should totally. I'm glad we watched it. That was long too. The I got up to relieve myself in the bathroom at one point, and the <laughs> what? Do you you went and jerked off in the bathroom? No, in the like, of Game yeah, of Thrones? I went to urinate. Dude. I had to go pee. Uh, uh, I had to go to the bathroom. Game of Thrones. You were just way too. too no, into I didn't mean it, it like that. You fully torqued. Had to relieve yourself. I did have a throne, but I didn't have to do that. The, <laughs> the toss paused the, the TV with the fire stick, and like I was one of you two. I couldn't really tell who yelled because it was like we were halfway through this thing. I felt like I've been watching it for days. It was such a long yeah, episode. Yeah, we were like 45 minutes in, and we were like, the bar was like right at the middle mark. Yeah, it was, was kind of like, crazy. Oh, but what a, shit. what a great episode, though. Yeah, yeah it was great. Very so, actually, he's the best director they ever bring on, Miguel. Miguel the big, he's the big battle yeah, director. He's yeah. awesome. He crushes it. He's got another one coming up, episode five. A couple of, a couple of complaints, or my biggest complaint about this episode was yeah. that I, it was hard to see. Yeah, that's the T. It was so... What? Darkness. That's your T for and, this episode? And that's the T, yeah. Um, yeah, dude. Like, It was just really dark. Should we all give a complaint? So that's your complaint. That's my complaint. The darkness, yeah, it was a little tough to see. And like I and sometimes I question because my senses aren't great. Yeah, I thought I was squints like from, from the sandlot the entire yeah, time. Yeah, I was like kind of like, is it me? Is it the TV? No, it was dark. It was pretty dark. Yeah. So that's like one. I would like to see a little bit more. Um, my big complaint... If I had one, honestly, it would be. I think, and I hate to say this, I think we need to kill off one big character. Jorah was like super sad, and I love Jorah. Another one, though. You another. wanted another character. So we, so we lost Theon, Jorah, the, I don't even know his name, the guy who's um, the, the Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. You can't expect, mm-hmm. me, you can't expect me to get like butthurt about that. Little, I, little, little, uh, Leanna Mormont. Leanna Mormont, yeah. Little yeah. Bear. I the Mormont like, family is completely wiped out. Gone. Now. Gone. Like, yeah. That's like a low key. Like, pack of bags. But like, yeah. Pack of bags. And we lost down. the Night King. We lost the, well, yeah, okay. That's the, yeah, that's you the know, big, that's, that's the big. But we wanted, yeah. but we wanted, we needed another good guy to die. Some of as our well. guys. I needed, yeah. I wanted to lose, like, not Jamie, but I could have. I could have lost Pod. I'm sorry. I could have lost Pod. I'm pretty. I'm pretty anti-Pod death. I don't want that to happen. I could have seen that. I could have been okay. I could have been okay. But that's why I watched the show to get wrecked. So okay, we lost Melisandre. I don't know. That's true too. You keep bringing up these people that I'm like not. I wasn't really thinking about. But like like, exactly because I really don't care. She's important though. That's a big. She she fucking. She crushed it. She could have walked a little faster. That would be my complaint. Yeah. The first time to to start the fire. The Night King like. Listen, the there's Night, no sense of urgency there. The Night King is like resting on his laurels. Like the, you, you. First of all, he's a he's a wizard. He's a great commander. He gets everything going. He's basically got the world at his fingertips. He can bring anybody back to life. And he is just he was ill prepared for when he got to the tree. It seemed like he didn't know what he was doing when he got. He, mm. he they have a great. He had thought about everything up until that point. The entrance was great. The entrance music was great. I could have gone with some pyrotechnics. Not don't yeah. need don't need the full WWE effect. Ice no technics though. That would have been cool. Yeah, ice no technics. He, yeah. he was flanked by his posse. They did like a flying V type thing. They're coming down the aisle. Why do he they have, have sick flow, but he doesn't? They have great flow. They've, I don't know. You know, he's got like a little. He's got crown. the crown. Why? Yeah. What was like the weird standoff with him and Bran? I'm like, 
I knew Bran wasn't going to say anything of consequence. But I, was he like, they just looked at each other? Were you guys like itching to hear his voice? Like, oh, let's say something. No, I'm kind of bummed. I'm kind of pumped we'd never heard him speak. No? I kind of like that too. I think it's pretty swag. I'm about it. Well, Silent killer. And then Arya. Well, so yeah, that's that's one complaint. How the fuck did Arya get over there? They How really? Did, like, come she's on. Like, sneaky, it's, bro. Yeah, yeah, she's sneaky, but like, there was like a horde of walkers. I'm trying to tell Listen, you. Listen, like, once she got there, I was not complaining at all. And no, I think no, neither no, were no. you, Nick, but it's like. I mean, like, it's not a big deal. Like, uh, like they have to, like, kind of jump around have, here yeah, and there. Not and, like, you everything can be everything. justified, but like. Like, a raven probably doesn't take. 20 seconds to get to the the other town to send no, a message. No, but it's more of like I want to know because I think it would have been really cool to have shown that. Yeah, I how mean, she got there. Or but, like, you but know like what I mean? we watched, like we said, we watched the Inside the Thrones ep- like episode afterwards, and they were saying how like they want they did like they wanted you to forget that Arya won off on her own little mm. mission. Yeah, and like because like all these important characters are like in trouble, and like you like everything's going like a million miles an hour. So like they wanted you to be surprised yeah. when Arya yeah. comes out of nowhere, fucks him up. Oh, I mean the haunted horror house part of the that was sick. episode where Arya's like walking around and it's like, like, it's like me, resident evil. It kind of me like Harry Potter, like inside like the, the library, yeah. like yeah. in the and restricted saying, section. Though. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's like, a, it's tough. To <laughs> I came upon or... something called. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it goes back. It's Horcruxes. Like, yeah. yeah. The, uh, the, um, Pensive, yeah, goes, yeah, yeah, great. Uh, the <laughs> when Arya <laughs> like tinkering around Winterfell, that's a tough place to maneuver because it's creaky, it's old, it's nice, it's a castle. I love it. I would stay there, but to live there, the amenities are not what's up. It's not like a stainless steel, you know, appliances. The floor is not like nice and marble. It's no King's Landing. No, it's not. It's the King's Landing. I could shuffle about. It's a, that Winterfell is a tough place to sneak about. But when she leaves Winterfell, when she gets out of Winterfell, and she's just running through the snow, I'm trying. My my point is, you could really be quiet in the snow. I don't know about that. It was dark. you couldn't see what was going on. These zombies are looking and they're focused on the Night King. They're with the Night King. They're she could sneak in and maneuver in and kind of just jump. First of all, her jumping ability ninety nine on Madden. Mm. She gets in there and. Just like Theon has like, had a great game, took some guys down. Theon has had Keep, Theon, if yeah, if we were counting kills, Theon might have been at the top. He, I'm gonna be honest, dude. At the end, when he was the last he was man standing, putting them down. But these guys, like he Jamie, was putting them down. I was about to hand him the hardware. Jamie I was like, oh game. my god, Jamie had a good game. Theon, Did he? Theon Did Jamie have a good game? I didn't see anything. Theon was Pascal I mean, okay. Siakam scoring 47 Jamie points. Jamie was like, playing with his left hand. That's what I'm saying. Game. Like Jamie had a good game, bro. It's like. He he's he's doing it on a b- one hand and it's not even his good hand, and like those Jorah guys, had a sick game. Yeah, yeah. He crushed it. Nice uh, game. Yeah, they had a good game. Gray, Gray Worm kind of eh, yeah, I didn't see him do much. He had, a, he for, he had a pretty good game. He yeah, decent. He was de- I could have done a lot, a lot of like emotions running through his yeah. head. Yeah, I was, was like, is this guy gonna fucking die already? He was emotional today. A lot more than we had seen before from him. But Arya, like the finishing touch, like the. Was so slick. The drop, man. The, the drop was <sighs> so slick. That was so smooth. It was such a wet move. It was like, I didn't need My that. heart stopped. When she got was, caught, her hand was like held by the Night King, and I, my my heart stopped because I was like, no. Everyone is like, And then I was like, yes. No, they did that shit the right way. They totally, did it perfectly. Bro, totally. Perfectly. They killed that. And like everyone's like, oh, it's so predictable. I'm getting texts like it's predictable. That was not predictable at all, dude. Bro, you, I, I don't care what you're See what you're saying? You are sitting there going, all right, him and Jon Snow are going to duel any minute now. And then next thing you know, boom, guts him. And it's over. And now they're on to King's Landing, which 
I'm maybe we'll see it. a surprise. Well, this now, this is like yo, listen, bro. When they were fighting the Night King in the third episode, I knew they were gonna beat the Night King. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, how long can you fucking drag that shit on for? And they, the Night King wasn't winning this thing. The, the look, it's the Game of Thrones. Okay, that's what it's called. It's not the Game of Thrones. It's not the Game Zombies. It's not the Game. The other thing, the Game of Winter. I was a little like not irritated about, but like, okay, if they're rising all the dead people inside the crypts of Winterfell, like. Wouldn't it be dope to kind of just bring back a couple of characters who were like Starks that died, who were buried there? Yeah. You know? We just, I think they just didn't have time, honestly. Yeah. The yeah. crypts were pretty chaotic, like man. Sansa, it was like, pretty like. Like Sansa has like a moment with like Catelyn Stark. With her mom like, or something. Whoa. There was some yeah. drama in the crypt. I mean, they didn't have time well, at that point. Like, if you were going to spend like an hour and a half, you might go two. You might as well go two hours in this guy. But there were I mean, some. If like, doing 82 minutes, give me some 84 some, minutes. I like that Tyrion is kind of coming back. To who he Yo, was he, before, he he's shot ba- it. He shot he's, his shot. He's back like hardcore on the sauce, which I'm like, I'm pretty about because he, he makes his best decisions when he's on the sauce. He was shooting his shot with Sansa out there. He's been drinking a lot, and I'm about that. <laughs> Loki had that. He drinks and he knows things. That's his thing. Yeah. He's like, and uh, the beard is like looking. He's looking good. We've got big things from him coming. Yeah. I can feel it. So I, now that like Sansa and Tyrion have like survived, like are they gonna make this baby or what? I don't know. Okay. Well, oh, speaking of people in the crypt, I don't. I don't know if I spoke. To, I said this to. To our other buddy Matt, and I said Varys is just dead weight at this point. No, yeah, I was there. You were there. I don't know. I yeah, don't no, know. but like He's we, like, like, what's he doing? We, we, he definitely has like a role to play still. I hope like, with Cersei. I, hope. I think the like, little the little birds are in place and in, in some type of capacity here. We'll see. I I'd like it. to see a Kybal Varys Kyburn. a Kybern Varys showdown. Yeah. Oh, like so a physical have, showdown because so they're, they're like no, no, they're like the least capable. The Princess Bride Battle of the Wits. Nice with the cups of the poison. Would be tight. So That'd we have be cool. the Kaglain Bowl to see. Yep. The mountain versus the hound. Big time. Oh. The, the Kyburn Varus mm-hmm. Bowl. We've got the Bronn Tyrion Jamie thing going on. Oh, yeah. We got, I mean, obviously, John and, and, and Danny need to figure their shit out, their ancestral relationship. I think Sans. we've got some, I think, I think we've got some big things for the three women. You know, the whole Arya, Sansa, or not Arya, Sansa, Danny, Cersei. Cersei. That little showdown. That's going to be interesting. I'm really, what, but what's Brand do now? I'm Brand's really, like, his, I, I think his story. I think he over. just wheels back up north. Yeah, I think he wheels. Should, I, I think he's gonna. <laughs> yeah. I think like when Frodo goes and like sails like when they, in the cove to the elven, yeah, to the elven like you know Hedmonds. I think that's what he's gonna do. Yeah, he's just gonna hang outside the tree and become or like, like become part of the tree. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm really worried that Arya's gonna get killed now. Because no, her, her purpose is like finished. But in the but the way that it would be really cool is if Jock and Hagar killed her. That would be sick. I would yeah, be okay well, he with that. He definitely needs to return. That would be I mean, cool yeah. if he got if there's he came couple, back. And... There's a couple of characters that like we haven't seen in a while that we could look. You forget about that. Look, we forgot about Melisandre and she came back this episode. Yeah. Yeah. So you Jock can and Agar. Dario still might be there. You can bring anyone back. Jock and Agar's toad's coming back. You think so? Yeah, we saw Mel because like I, if we saw Melisandre, because talking about what we were talking yeah, about yeah, but Melisandre was was like she was there last season. Last season, Jock and Agar's been gone for like three seasons. Dude, Gendry was in one episode and then gone forever, and now he's like. Banging people and making sick weapons, dude. He what? An, what an MVP performance by him. All the prep work that guy did, no one really helped him. He was slaving away. And this, they like and we watched on the, on the on the After the Thrones. It was like a real furnace. He was like in the bellows and shit. Like he was actually. I, I don't think he was actually making the stuff, but like it was like really hot. Yeah, Probably. It was a tough gig for that guy. Yeah. I think we have good things to come for Thrones. I'm interested to see, because episode five is battle. Episode four is going to be getting them getting to King's Landing. I'm interested to see what's six. It's it's very clear right now that Arya is the MVP of this season, right? She's, I think she's the, she's the best character in the Look, show. Look, I, I think, though, you got to 
keep into consideration she's, that like she had this moment because the last moment is going to be John's. No, well, I'm I'm just I'm just that's, saying that's that my that's my theory. If we're talking about like how far ahead like on the leaderboards that we are for MVP of the season, she is way up there because she lost the virginity and she just killed the Night King. Oh, absolutely. If you did a, a Thrones like breakdown of the points where like fantasy fantasy football or whatever for for Game of Thrones. Killing the Night King was like the number one point score, wasn't Dude, this it? This is like a she's having, having sex for sure is is up there. She's yeah. having like a freaking like when when the Danians Holland scored like thirty something touchdowns. Did she just hit for the like cycle? That. Yeah, dude, she's crushing it. Kill the Night King, Bang Gendry, who's Gendry's like a handsome guy. Very, yeah, he's not a bad looking dude. So yeah. I mean, solid leg. He's the bastard of Rob Baratheon. I mean, he's a prince. Yeah, yeah. So I think she's done a great job this season. I think that's a fair thing to say, Nick. I think she'd be the MVP. Um, LVP. I think well, there was one least valuable player. Yeah, who was like who would like, who was like slag? Varys is like my dude. LVP. I, like Daenerys didn't do shit this this episode. <laughs> she was a bit the of dragon kind of messed. She's some definitely up she's though. definitely like lost a, like a lot of respect from a lot of fans. Yeah, just because she's kind of you know a slouch. Hey, you either she's die slouch. you either die here or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah, I think she's. I'm interested to see where she goes, and I'm interested to see what John does. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good breakdown. I think I, I'm will they go to the battle? Who knows? It could get kind of wild. Things could get exciting. Yeah, I'm interested to see who ends up on the Iron Throne. I hope it, someone just ends up on it. I hope it's not like a, they break the Iron Throne. That'd be kind of lame. I really hope um, uh, you're on Greyjoy gets the fucking axe next episode. You don't like him? He's fun, but like he's God, hilarious. I want him to get torched. Just I want like, like does Yara own? have to kill him though? Does it have to be her? I wanted no, to. I can see Jamie doing it. I see Jamie doing it too. Oh, that'd be cool. I want another torment story. I, I will throw this out there. I also think that Jamie could backstab at any point. That's like never out of the question for me. No, I think he's. I think his character arc has kind of come full like one eighty. Sure. Like, where he I, could like completely I, just he's done with that. I totally agree. Him. I totally agree. But like, you can't put family and love past the Lannister. I think he'll get. It's th- always on the table. I think he'll. I think he'll have a point. I think there'll be a battle and there'll be it's a It's going to be a decision to make. For sure. He's going sure. to have to make some big time decisions that I wouldn't want to make. I think it really depends on if, if Cersei's pregnant or not. If she's legit. If she actually is. Yeah. But she's been pounding wine, so who knows? Yeah, not a good... What is she doing? Getting pumped by Euron. Yeah, she's making some questionable calls. The funny thing is that people are like, oh, she's been drinking wine, so clearly she's been lying about her pregnancy. But it's like, it's Game of Thrones. Like, don't they always drink wine no matter the circumstance? Yeah, I don't yeah. think they like knew back then that right. wine fucks up your baby. That, yeah, right. I think that's fine. I don't yeah, think, yeah. I think people are looking into it too much. Yeah. I just, I, she's made some questionable calls, though. Uh, yeah, she used to fuck her brother. That's yeah. a pretty questionable call. That, yeah, from the get-go, it's been pretty much <laughs> yeah. from, from Jump Street. Um, and yeah, on that note, guys, those are recaps of what's going on in sports and in Game of Thrones. Um, to, the fa- to the fans out there, drag both feet inbound, <laughs> swing on a full count, rip that puck, hit that putt, hit your PKs because they free, hit your free throws. Swing, fly, swing that sword. Swing that sword. Get that, get that iron throne. And hit your free throws. <laughs> Why, guys? Because... They're free. Oh, because they're free. Yeah, yeah they're Rah- free. Rachi, we love you. Apparently, they're free. Puts it up. 
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.